a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What is your story and why is it important for you to tell your customers? Hi, my name is Andy Johns and welcome to Story Connect, the podcast. I'll be your host today and today I'm joined by Kelly Swanson, a motivational speaker, comedian and award-winning storyteller from North Carolina. How are you, Kelly? I'm great. Nice to be here. Great. Kelly is the um, the kind of, I guess the keynote, the final speaker on uh, the upcoming NTCA PR and marketing conference in Charleston. More information about her is available at kellyswanson.net. And I am excited to uh, to kick this off because Kelly, I know that um, storytelling is a big part of what you do. That's a lot about your topic. Um, so as we get into it, thank you for downloading um, for uh, for the audience. We appreciate you here. I think this is going to be a fun topic to talk about. So Kelly, just just kind of let's talk about it a little bit. Uh, obviously, the podcast is called Story Connect. The podcast we believe in storytelling. Um, but what kind of got got you into this uh, uh, the whole uh, motivational speaking and and being a uh, award winning storyteller, as it says on your site? Well, it's it's not a path that you really set out to go down. <laughs> I sort of got here by a weird series of twists and turns and that I never saw coming. But it all started with me being a writer, uh, even as a child. And I've created this town and all these characters. And I just fell in love with writing and the art of stories and didn't think I would do anything with it. Uh, majored in English just because they said to. Um, didn't didn't really have any direction. After I got out of college, I took a class at a community college with a bunch of teachers. It was a writing class, and we had to read our stories to the class. And they said, wow, your story's great, but the way you tell it is even better. Would you come to our school and tell stories to the kids? And that's how it started. I what, didn't really like going into schools, so nobody please call me to come speak in the school system. <laughs> um, but I, I realized that my stories were were really appealing to the adults in the room. And I began uh, sort of, well, telling stories in schools. And then I fell into the world of storytelling. There actually is a national storytelling festival and a guild and chapters. And I found people who were hobbyists, so to speak, for the art of storytelling. And so I went down that road and went to a, the National Storytelling Festival and saw it done and said, wow, that's what I want to do. Very much like what Garrison Keillor does with his Lake Wobegon, uh, but my town is Southern. And so I set out to try to become an entertainer, for lack of a better word, telling these stories. I wrote more and more of them and they were funny and they were inspiring and they motivated and they really didn't have any kind of theme to them. And that door, what happened 11 years ago, as I was out there telling stories to anybody who would pay me to listen and getting paid in things like chicken, uh, <laughs> I met a speaker who said, you need to be a speaker. You need to repackage, rebrand, wrap this differently, take it into a world that will pay you for your gift. And so I entered the speaking world and motivating people was already part of what I did. And that became my platform. 
for telling these stories and writing more and more stories about myself, the characters, blah, blah, blah. And, and that's, that's really how I got here. So I was a professional storyteller, uh, before I became a motivational speaker and spent years doing that and fine tuning the, the craft of writing and telling stories. And Oh, what's happened, Andy, that I really didn't see coming was that over the past 11 years, people would start to come to me, other speakers, people wanting to influence, people coming to me, asking me how I do it, how I craft these stories, how I connect with the audiences, how I make them cry, how I make, how I turn them into fans, how I use my words to connect and engage with people. And I really started digging deep into studying how I write these stories, the different kinds of stories we should have. And it has become my message now is the power of story. And I just believe that for such a time as this, this is the perfect place and time for me and in this market right now because storytelling is on everybody's minds. It's a buzzword in business today. And so it feels good to know that what I've been studying for so long has some merit to it. So sorry to ramble, but that's sort of how I ended up here. No, that takes us perfectly into the next thing I was going to talk about, uh, because I know that you, um, you know, you speak at a lot of different events. You, you're involved with a lot of different industries. You mentioned, uh, you know, storytelling being a buzzword. And I think I think it's becoming that. I think it's a lot more. Uh, there's a lot of depth to it as well, too. So what are you what are you seeing in other industries um, that, that has kind of raised the profile of storytelling in the corporate world today? While storytelling seems to be a new word, what we are all trying to do and the reason we use it, it has not changed a bit. I go to a lot of, like you said, I am in the front of a lot of different industries, sometimes three and four different industries in the same week. I don't come to any of them with a knowledge of their industry. <laughs> uh, I come to them with a knowledge of how to connect and engage with people. That's what my business and has taught me as a storyteller and as a motivational speaker is how we connect and engage with the people that we serve. And the reason that is important is because all of us are selling something, whether it's an, an actual tangible product or a service, whether we are salespeople or customer service reps, whether we're selling ourselves at a job interview, whether we're selling uh, and raising awareness, we all want to impact and influence someone else. That's what we all have in common is that we want to impact and influence somebody with our words, even if it's just to get our kid to clean up his room. So once we get everybody on that same page, understanding that we're all salespeople, then I, I move to the, the place of the cardinal rule of sales, not according to Kelly, but according to greater minds than me, is that people buy from people they like, from people they trust, that they believe, and that they feel like they know. It's still about emotion. All of us, if we want to impact and influence somebody else... Our ability to do that is not in data and information and manipulating and telling them what to do. It comes in our ability to connect on a deeper level, to connect emotionally. It's the reason why, Andy, a, what a restaurant says about itself on an app is not as powerful as the reviews that you go read of the people who went in and had a human experience in that restaurant and they now have a story about it. So... 
when you want to connect and engage, which we all do on a deeper level, we tend to use, we tend to fall into the data category. Let me just tell them what I do. Let me just say, we have this, we have that. This is what I offer. And science has now proven, if I may bore you for a minute with some science. Oh, science, no. I, I, think okay. I, know, I think I know where you're headed. And I yeah, think uh, I mean, it's just, sure. it's, it's, it's the core of it all. Mm-hmm. Science has proven that we don't do anything. We don't take any action without having an image first, without having a visual. And therefore, our thoughts are not stored as words. They're stored as images. And therefore, if we want to impact somebody else, just giving them data and bullet points, it doesn't land. It doesn't connect. It's not emotional until we wrap it in story. And that's that's what I'm all about is how do we take the words we want to use with people and connect with them, especially when you don't have a long time to do it, especially when you're on a stage or you're on, in an elevator pitch or you're using the words on your website when you don't have two years to earn their trust, when you have to do it fast. How do we take those words and really connect and engage with people in a short amount of time uh, on a deeper level? That's what all of this is about. I believe story is the secret key. And I don't just believe it because I've read it somewhere. I believe it because my whole life I have spent watching the impact in telling stories and how that, how that connects with their people emotionally. They can walk around in it. They can experience it. And I also talk a lot about story is a tool. It is not the way I use it is not story for to write a novel or a screenplay. Story is an intent to impact and influence. So you use stories in different ways to do different things. And there are three stories that all of us should be telling across the board, no matter what our industry. And I, you can tell me whether or not we need to go into that, but I'll stop here so you can tell me what you want me to talk about next no sure i was about to jump on with that i've always um you know i've always enjoyed history and, and like that um that and, and you know i think if people remember back for some folks it's farther away than for others but if you remember back to high school college um, elementary school whenever you don't remember very many of those dates and facts and figures that you learned in history class but there are probably a few stories that you remember and i think i think it's something like you said a lot of folks know but they may not know, like you said, uh, how well to use that storytelling as a tool um, for their, you know, for what they do for a living as marketers and communicators. Right. And the word scares people, Andy, because people were taught to write, or at least I was, get out a piece of paper and write. Most people hate writing. So you say, I've got to go tell stories. It blows their mind. They're like, wait, how am I supposed to go tell a story? I'm a teller at a bank. I don't, and so sometimes I'll even swap out that word and say, don't get freaked out about having to write a story. Tell me about an experience. Share a testimonial. Tell me about a time when your client used your product and it had a positive effect on their life. Tell me something about yourself in the form of a story that puts a face on the salesperson. Uh, Tell me a story about a company so that I see it, I see the story of the company and I I connect to it emotionally rather than just the language you would throw on a brochure. Does that make sense? It does, and that's something actually, you know, when we hear it all the time, because we, with Word South, what we do, we go out and, um, uh, we're writing the magazines, uh, doing other marketing work, content marketing for folks. And, and we hear a lot of the time, 
well, we don't really, we don't really have a story. There's, there's not nothing really that interesting. But when you get folks talking about it, um, you know, I'll, always, I'll never forget. There was one um, company that we were working with, a telco, uh, and they, you know, w- w- they sent us out to go talk to this outside plant guy that uh, did a lot of the installs. Well, there's nothing really interesting about him. And then the more we got talking, well, he did, you know, survive childhood cancer with, uh, you know, 5% chance to live. Oh, yeah. You know, I think that's a pretty interesting story. But I think it's easy for folks not to, excuse me, for folks not to see their own stories. Are there some tips that you have for folks Uh, to kind of find their own story? Yeah. You don't have to have had cancer and survived it. You don't have to have climbed a mountain. You don't have to have, it doesn't have, that's what I hear so often is, is this a good story? Is this a good story? My story's not good enough. What's a better story? And I keep telling people you're asking the wrong question. Don't ask if a story is good. Go look for a story that connects to your listener and does what you intend for it to do. Let's say you're a salesperson and you've got to go call on a new customer and you don't know them. Well, the first thing you have to do is establish rapport. You need to get them to trust you. You need to get them to like you. It's not about do you have the best story. It's just about sharing something with me that shows me who you are instead of telling me. That's what stories allow us to do. I think everybody should have these little tiny uh, stories or experiences that they can share that, well, they, they do a myriad of things. That's where it gets, it, it, you know, it depends on what you're trying to do. When I get in front of an audience, the first thing I want them to think is I'm not above you. I'm just like you. So I will tell stories, if you will, about where I'm from. Stories about being a mom, stories about, and, and this is the key, Andy. When, when I hear your story, I'm not connecting to the plot. I'm not relating to the fact that you had cancer. I'm relating to the emotional experience you went through, to the feelings that you had. There's where the common denominator is in a story. What if, if I go speak to a group of single mothers and that's my audience or that's my market – I can tell a simple story about somebody, a friend I had who was a single mom trying to make ends meet, not knowing where where the next paycheck was going to come from, you know, whatever the scenario is. And that story can be as compelling, if not more compelling than just some fascinating story because they can relate to the experience that the person in that story went through. And they go, oh, wow, she's telling my story. Um, and I'm just kind of scratching the surface on it. Sure. Uh, it, it. I could talk all day about the psychology behind it and how we put them together. And sure. I, I believe all of us should have a portfolio of stories with the three foundational ones, the about me story, the company story and the customer story. And then many more that you can use as teaching tools or, you know, whatever your intent and purpose is. Sure. And we don't want to take too much away from your presentation uh, that you've got coming up at uh, the conference there in Charleston with NTCA. But I did want to talk a little bit more. You know, once you um, <clears throat> once you identify those stories or those three portfolio stories you mentioned or, you know, whatever the, the story is that's going to be kind of in the, the sales aids and that sort of thing as you're putting things together – what are a couple of uh, tips that you found on, uh, for particularly with the marketing and uh, you know utility communicators in mind? Uh, once you identify that story, how do you hone it and make it as effective as effective as possible? Um, once you've identified that story, what's kind of your next step? You mentioned audience and a lot of other factors uh, that probably have a little bit to do with the way that you tell your story. I would imagine. 
Well, right. And with every uh, with every story, there are two components. There's the written piece and then there's the way that you tell it. And I'm just going to throw out some quick and easy tips. In my keynote, what I really want to do is change the perspective. I want everybody to walk out from that event thinking, okay, wait a minute, I need to pay attention to stories and where I can use them, how I can use them, the three main stories and, and whatnot. And then, then comes how do you put together a story? There, there are those elements. And I'm just going to throw out some tips in what makes a good story. Sure, sure. Most, most people overthink it. And they think they need to sit down and, and they become different people and they use words they wouldn't normally wor- use. And I, I, I coach a lot of speakers and vendors who need to get up and give up their pitch. And I'm like, just talk like you talk. This is not about you becoming somebody else. This is a conversation you're having. Write it like a conversation, only don't use as many words. A story can be a simple three-paragraph method. Set it up. Give me the context. Tell me what happened and tell me what you learned from it. Stories are about an experience you had and what you learned from that. Um, What else would I tell people? Don't just tell me what happened like it's a book report. Tell me how you feel in your story and how you felt in the story. Don't leave out your emotions. Emotions are very important because without that, you're just giving me facts. Give me some details in the story. If you're, you know, show me the characters, describe their personalities or their quirks or, you know, those are those are just a couple of you know, off the top of my head. But for some people, Andy, that's already going to be overwhelming because they're already, they need to step back and first say, okay, what are my touch points with my customers? Where do I come in contact with them? Where do I have the ability? It's basically, you need to step back and first look at who you want to connect and engage with. Make a list. Who are they? And what opportunities do you have to do that? Is it in an email? Is it in a website? All the places where you have. And then you go look at what in that particular case you're trying to do, Uh, you know, depending on you know, if you're going out to their house and you have to tell them something, maybe you want to tell them about a new product and it's going to be more expensive. And you just need to know what your how how it is you want to impact and influence somebody else. And most of us already know this. We just have to stop and think about it. And then it becomes, well, give me an example of how this applies to real life. Customer testimonials are such a great example of the power of story to to sell you, your company. I mean, in every case, we should be able to go to our prospective clients and tell them a story about somebody who used our service and not just, hey, we have hundreds of people who have used it and they loved it. Oh, we can't see that. That That's not a story. Right. Be, spe- be specific. Tell me about John down the street, what he was dealing with, how this helped fix his problem how it made his life better. And wow, if you can make John like the care, the person in your audience or the person you're speaking to, th- then they're going to connect. I'm trying to condense it all sure. no, a, a I lot that, into a moment. Right. But. I think that specificity is something that, uh, you know, that we see over and over again. And, and, you know, the more of a face you can put on, um, the, the people who are affected, the, the, you know, the more you're able to see folks impacted by the service that, uh, these folks are providing, um, 
I'll, I'll tell you something then, else, Andy, <clears throat> sure. that I'm thinking of. See, sometimes I really need to really sit in it, and, and it's it's better when I know how each person wants to use story. Sure. But let's let me let me just give a case it, in people whose industries involve services that we don't understand. I don't know how my cable works. I don't know how my telephone works. Half the time, I mean, our internet went out today, and I told my husband, "Who are we supposed to call? Do I call cable? Do I call computer? Do I, you know?" And so a lot of 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 your clients do not understand how your industry works. And that's where stories are very valuable as a teaching tool to give me a, a different context or an analogy to what, so I can understand how it works. Because if you're just going to explain it, if this connects to this, and then we do that, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I was coaching a lady who works with computers and IT, and she had to go in front of people who know nothing about computers. And she had to sell her service, which was helping them, shoot, I didn't even understand it when she explained it to me but it's you know it's something about cleaning out the stuff in the background of their computer and she said Kelly I said give me a context I can understand relate it to something I know about she says picture a refrigerator and you keep putting stuff in your refrigerator and you keep buying more and more stuff and you never clean it out and it gets pushed all the way to the back and you don't even know things are still in there anymore and you go buy another whole jar of mayonnaise not realizing you already had some in the back and let's and, and everybody else in your family is going shopping and they're all buying stuff and they're shoving it in and nobody's paying attention and you're losing money. She said, that's what's happening with your computer. I come and help you clean it out just like your refrigerator. And I mean, that's, that that's might perfect. not be the best example, but no, Andy, that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about because mm -hmm. then I don't, it's stories are that connector to illustrate what it is you're trying to show me about your product that I simply do not understand. And you don't have time to teach me. You give me an analogy and here's the cool thing. I'm going to believe you. It doesn't even matter if it's right, right or wrong. You give me an analogy and I'm like, whoa, I need that. It's right. powerful stuff. Sure, certainly. We're running a little longer than we usually do. Uh, I apologize for that, but I had a feeling that uh, Kelly and I would get a little uh, ramped up for this. So I had just one more question for you before we head out here. But uh, I know you talked about it early on, a little bit about the uh, the challenges when it comes to channels and the different uh, media that you're using to tell these stories. It's awfully difficult to tell a story in you know 140 character tweet, uh, but I know that there are aspects of storytelling that you can use regardless of whether you're talking about video, audio, um, you know, a, a print piece, um, direct know, mail, all sorts of different channels. Yeah, sorry to jump right in, but, but I, I hear you. I know exactly what you're saying. And sure. that's been the hardest thing for me, too, because I've been creating training programs to teach organizations how to write their story. And they're like, hey, these two minute daily videos. And I'm like, you got to be kidding. They want me to do the story, the lesson, the action step in two and a half minutes and tweets. You're right. Everything is being condensed. But let me give you a great example of how easy it is. You go on Facebook, somebody slaps up. I could I put articles on Facebook all the time and you know I'll get six likes and you know a smiley face from my mother but I go <laughs> take a picture and put a motivational quote on it or a funny quote that is only a line or two and it will be shared seven times it'll be passed around you put it on tweet it can be done it can be done. It's something as simple as a, a quote at the end of your email. Is a, and these con 
those really connect and engage with people on an emotional level much better than when I put on Facebook, hey, I'm selling something. I got this coming up. I got this coming up. Uh, I'm a big believer in serve before you sell and to draw people in by giving away what you have and becoming an expert and whatnot. So I'm learning that just throwing out your information. I mean, look at it. I mean, we get on social media, Andy, and I've got everybody's trying to sell me something. But but I put a video and I tell a story. And and I don't we just connect to that. It's 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 more emotional. It can be done in in a short blast. Definitely. Well, for more information about Kelly, you can visit kellyswanson.net or like her on her Facebook page. So it won't just be her mom liking those posts. She she needs some other <laughs> folks out there too. Uh, Kelly Session, you, your story, Make an Impact uh, is scheduled to close out the NTCA conference in Charleston at 4 p.m. on Tuesday, May 3rd. I'm excited to sit in. I'll be there uh, at the hotel. We, we've set up a little mini, uh, mini recording studio where we're going to have a lot of different experts um, that are the speakers or the folks in attendance there who will be stopping by. Should have a bunch of new um, Story Connect the Podcast episodes. And uh, Kelly, we're certainly happy that uh, we were able to add uh, add your information uh, and your your let you tell your story on our podcast too. Thank you so much for joining us. It's it's nice to be here. And if I may add one closing line, sure. What I'm excited today, we've been talking about how I do what I do. On Tuesday, I'll get to show you. And more than anything else, more than any tip I give you on Tuesday, you will get to feel how I use story to motivate and inspire and make you laugh and to challenge the way you think because stories show rather than tell. And that's the key to connecting and engaging. Thank you, Andy, for having me. I appreciate it. Fantastic. Thank you again, Kelly. And thank you all all the folks out there in podcast land for listening to our conversation. If you enjoyed it, please share this podcast with your fellow utility marketers. We also always appreciate a good review on iTunes or Stitcher. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.